what's going on people a week flew by fast that's how i feel right now it's like went by just like that just like that so my expectation for you if you're listening and watching right now that it's been a phenomenal week that you've learned a lot of things for the better and then you also have been applying what we talk about during this show and if you're brand new here i want to welcome you and i want to say thank you for uh listening and checking out what we have to say on this show because this show is about you by the way uh that's what it's about helping you get what you want the Devori darkens live all right so uh first things first this is being recorded so you can go back and rewatch this on youtube and listen to it on spotify google apple or amazon podcast which means if you do find value while you're listening or you're watching you're going to want to make sure that you support the show by subscribing and also hitting the like button, depending on which platform you're on, obviously, because we're on TikTok, we're on YouTube and Facebook, and we got people from all over the place. So if you're just joining now, let us know where you're from. Put it in the comment section. Where are you from? Because I know we get people from Europe. We get people from Australia. We get people from Africa, uh, Trinidad. Uh, where are some other places I've seen? Ireland, um, New Zealand. I've seen people from there on here. Uh, obviously, America. Tell us where you're from. Put it in the comment section. Where are you from? And why are you watching? That's another great question. Why are you watching? What is it that you really want to get out of this? Put that in the comment section as well. So, if you're wondering what this is all about, because maybe you're new... Uh, this is Devore Darkens Live. What I do is I teach you how to get what you want in your life. I show you through various uh, ideas. One idea is helping you discover your purpose in life. Because if you have that, now you're operating with the right foundation. Okay? Foundation's everything. If you have a weak foundation, the house will crumble, right? So you want to build a strong foundation. Having your purpose in life is literally the GPS. It's the compass. If you're doing everything that's in alignment with your purpose, you, you, you're not living wrong. You're going to figure it out. You're going to be successful. You're going to make the right decisions. However, one of the biggest reasons why people don't live their purpose is because of their mindset. So that's the second thing that we help you with. We help you upgrade your mindset because that's exactly what's going to need to happen. You're going to have to go from being the person you've been to stepping into this new version of yourself that would live your purpose in life and get what you want. You got to become that person. And there are particular actions that you should be taking and how you should be responding and how you should be structuring your life. We get into that as well. What actions should you be taking? So again, if you're uh, just joining us, thank you. Uh, and definitely hit the subscribe button and like the show while you're watching if you're getting value. Okay, so affirmation of the day is where we start. I am so grateful now that I am getting better at communicating. I'm so grateful that I'm getting better at communicating. It really occurs to me that one of the most profitable skills, not just financially, by the way, but even in relationships, the skill of communicating, everyone can develop this skill. Everyone, even the best communicators must continue to develop new ways of communicating. There's no limit to our ability to communicate with each other. 
And so the more effective we are at communicating, we're going to get what we want. Because you know, in order to get what you want, it's going to involve people. Sooner or later, you're going to have to work with somebody. Either your children, your family, your friends, your partners, your colleagues, your manager. You're going to have to work with people. You're going to have to be interdependent. To be really effective at working with other people and getting them to do what you want them to do, you have to have the ability to communicate. So that's why we're going to start this show off today with, I'm so grateful now that I'm getting better at communicating. Because if you watch this show today, I can guarantee you one thing, you will get better at communicating. Even if it's just 1% better. And I tell people all the time, 1% better, you'll always see a difference. That's how much change really can impact a person's life. It really doesn't take much. If you were just even, let's bump it up. Even if you communicate it 10% better, you're going to see different outcomes happen in your life. So the affirmation of the day is I'm so grateful now that I am communicating better. Or I'm getting better at communicating. Or I'm learning how to communicate. You find the words that resonates with you, of course. But the bottom line is you're getting better at communicating. You want to just accept that right now. And how do you know you're getting better at communicating? Because the main topic today is how do you use the power of your mind to master your communication? Because it all starts in the mind. So if you watch this show you're going to get better at communicating, so you might as well claim it now. I am getting better at communicating. I made a decision. That's it. Own it. Accept it. How do you use the power of your mind to master your communication? Now, what is that going to get you? What results or transformations will you experience if you apply the principles we're going to go over today. Well, one, instead of you being involved in conversations that lead nowhere, you'll be able to pick and choose which conversations you'll have with people, which means you'll be in control. The last thing a person wants to do, and I know you will agree with me, the last thing you ever want to do is be involved in a, in a uh, conversation with someone where you guys aren't even really talking. It's screaming. Right? You don't want to deal with that, of course. Uh, the other thing is, for the parents in the room, your ability to communicate with your children so they can do exactly what you need them to do. I know that's frustrating. Now, I'm only going to be really covering... Uh, some core principles, but in my actual coaching with my clients, we go into depth about this stuff. So I would take as much notes as you can, but I'm just going to give you a disclaimer right now. When I go through this show today, if at any point you feel like I really need help with this, then that is justification for you to reach out to me because that's why I'm here. I'm here to help you get what you want. And to get what you want, you got to work with experts. You got you to have a mentor. You got to have people who are going to help you take those steps and get the most out of yourself. So if at any point you feel that way, uh, you know what to do. Reach out. So the other thing that you're going to get uh, by applying this, uh, I already said your communication with others, your communication with your family, maybe you have kids. 
but ultimately the communication with yourself, because that's where it really counts. That's where it really starts is how you speak to yourself is everything. We had that show a few days ago, how you feel about yourself will dictate your success. Uh, so we're going to revisit pieces of that again, because it really is the truth. The way you communicate with yourself uh, is the way you're going to communicate with others. Because everything in the outside world is a direct reflection of what's happening on the inside. So it makes sense that we look at our ability or how we communicate and, and also how can we improve that. Uh, so yeah, that's exactly what you're going to get. And so where I want to first start is the myths that people have. Or let's call it this way, the mistakes. One of the common mistakes that we all make is we don't listen. What's the problem with not listening? That means we're not getting the right information so we can reason correctly and then communicate our next message. When we don't listen, we're operating from ignorance. We're not operating with the right information. When we talk about our ability to communicate, you guys want to know what the, I would say, the number one skill in actual communication. So communication itself is a skill, right? But what about within communication, what is another skill that you should have? The skill of actively listening. That's why we have two ears and one mouth as people. We've, we've all heard that, right? <laughs> However, we're not taught to listen either. There's a lot of things we're not taught growing up. And one of those for sure is we are not taught how to listen. We're told to listen, but we're really not taught, okay, here's how you should be listening. You want to know how you can listen? You listen with your emotions. You listen with your heart. You get emotion involved in what the other person is saying so you can understand what they're saying. One way to do that is to look them in the eyes. Instantly, you're going to be emotional when you do that. You know, when I was in the military, there's quite a few people, even myself, where when you fail to listen, the consequences are, are not ideal, obviously. Um, they can create a lot of heartache in your wallet when you're in the military and also with your buddies on the left or right of you. Because when you don't really listen to instructions and really seek to understand what you're being told, you will make mistakes. I learned that very early on when I was in the military. I also learned that most people, again, they're not taught how to listen. They think that they're weak when it comes to listening. See, if I sit there and I actually listen to the other person, then I'm giving up my power. No, I would say you're more powerful when you can get in control of yourself enough to want to listen to the other person and understand. There's a difference. But we've been conditioned with some bad ideas in reference to communication. 
And even today, the problem is for the young people in the room, you definitely lack the ability to communicate. And you know what? It's not your fault. That's technology. That's your parents who, who put you in this position. That's the schools that have put you in this position. You go to school today, it's just computers. Everybody communicates via technology. So when it comes to us speaking in person, you don't have the skills. So what happens? You form something they call social anxiety. You get all awkward around people. Why is that? Because you're not used to communicating around people in person. Why? Because you spend most of your time communicating online behind the keyboard. This is what's happening. And because people cannot really communicate effectively in person with each other, I'm talking about young adults, well, the next logical step is they develop depression. Because they're not developing the, the relationships, they're not see, experiencing that fulfillment, because they don't even know how to speak, let alone listen. So the, the one thing you have to bring your attention to first, before we even get into the techniques of actually communicating, is understanding that you must learn how to listen. Everybody can develop that. Everybody can. If you're a person sitting there right now thinking, oh, well, you don't understand, or I, I, I don't got patience for that. Well, then you don't you're saying you don't have any patience to win because winners will do whatever is required to get to where they want to go. And if you're planning on accomplishing great things in your life, you're going to have to develop the habit of communicating effectively. And in order to do that, you have to develop the habit of listening, meaning you're seeking to understand what the other person's saying. Because the way that you will describe a situation is going to be different than the other person. So the reason why you're listening is because you're trying to decipher what is it that they mean based on what they're saying. How many of you guys can relate to this? You say something, but that's not actually the meaning. The words don't really match your meaning. Because, you know, you're, you're, you're working on trying to improve your communication, but because nobody taught you. You, you don't use the correct words to really explain what you mean. So you misplace words. You misuse words. You, uh, the tone that you're using when you communicate is wrong, even though you really don't mean it that way. right? We all have had that happen to us. This is why getting in control of your mindset is everything. Because if you start to think for yourself and you're in control of what you're thinking about, you naturally will find the right words and your energy that you send out towards the other person. They will pick it up and they will say, oh, I know even though he, he or she probably didn't say that correctly, I can, I can feel their intentions. I can feel that they have good intentions on what they're telling me. That's because you're in control of yourself. What did I say the first language of the universe is? Energy. People are always going to feel your energy when you're engaged in a conversation. So even though you could be saying the right words, if people feel awkward, that means you don't mean it. People are not dumb. They're not stupid. We all know that. We see this on social media. You see this when you go in to actually purchase something and someone wants to sell you. In America, I don't think people really care about being sold. It's how they're sold to. You see, if you're just going to come up to me and, and sell me on something and not even care to know 
who I am and what my problem is and what I want, I ain't got time for you. And I can pick up and you can pick up on someone's energy when they attempt to communicate with you. Are they genuine? Do they really want to help you? You know how you're going to know that they really want to help you? It goes back to mistake number one is they actually listen to what you said. So if they're listening to what you said, they're looking at you. They're nodding their head. They're like, hmm, okay. And they're actually taking in what you're what you're saying. What happens with you? Your guard comes down and you're like, okay, this person is actually listening. Now we can really communicate. What did I say? Communication happens on the emotional level. When we want to get something done, when decisions must be made, they happen emotionally. So this art of listening happens with your emotions not analytically, not consciously, subconsciously. So when you're having a serious conversation, you want to be able to communicate and listen. Or you want to communicate effectively, and the first way you do that is by listening. That's why there's this misconception about introverts and extroverts. If you're introvert, you're less than extroverts, or if you're extroverts, you're you're aggressive, you know, and, and people create labels because they want to label things and they want to define what they mean. And what happens is people get lost in the message. Extrovert and introvert are just two ways of communication, but they seek the same goal, right? When they engage with people, they're still seeking to have positive outcomes. And I would say that every single person should exercise introvert and extrovert. There's times where you should be extrovert and there's times you should be introverted. Meaning there's times where you should speak up and guide the conversation and inject energy into the room. And then there's times where you really should sit back and observe and listen to people. There's a very intelligent balance you want to develop. But to develop that balance, it takes a person's ability to actually start listening. And want to listen. See, if you don't want to listen, you're not going to listen. You know, that's just what it is. If you don't want to listen, you won't listen. And the reason why you don't want to listen is because you're too focused on yourself. You're not really focused on helping somebody. Which br brings me to mistake number two. You're going in with selfish reasons. So you have to have that conversation with your child, your partner, your colleague at work, your manager, or you're the manager with your employee, you go into the conversation with a selfish mindset. I just want to get what I want. Screw the other person. I'm the boss. I'm in charge. I want what I want. And well, the problem with that is you go in with that energy, they pick it up immediately, and there's a conflict there. Before even words have been expressed, you've already went into the conversation with negative energy. That's exactly what you're going to set yourself up to experience. It's exactly what happens. Now, this happens in another way, too. You go into the conversation already with a negative mindset, with the worst fear. You psyched yourself out. You're in a state of anxiety, and then you want to go communicate. You're asking for problems. So two things out of the gate in this show right now that you really need to bring your attention to if you want to effectively communicate with others is you have to develop the habit of listening with your emotions. 
Okay. And number two, you want to make sure that you're going into the conversation with clean hands, not dirty hands. You want to go into the conversation with a positive mindset, not a negative mindset. You go into the conversation with a negative mindset, it turns into a negative conversation and then a negative outcome, negative result. And all of you can relate to this, including myself, where we've done this. And we've also done the opposite, where we went into the conversation with the positive mindset and it worked out. So I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know, but what I am reminding you of And actually, what I'd rather ask you is this. Are you actually applying what we're talking about? Are you intentionally listening to people that you're engaged in an important conversation with? Are you going into these conversations with the right mindset? That's why I said the other day is you write down on a note and you put it on your laptop or your desk that says, what am I thinking about right now? What are you thinking about before you enter the conversation with somebody? Why did I say, and why did, or correction, why did I title today's show, How to Use the Power of Your Mind to Master Communication? Because the power that you possess in your mind is this. If you go into the conversation thinking negatively, When you start to speak, that energy of your thoughts, the energy of your feelings and your body language is automatically shifted to them and they will match that energy. So if you're thinking negatively and that person definitely doesn't know how to think, they're just going to match your energy. Their mind will pick it up. Their emotions will pick up your energy. Their body language will start to match yours. That's exactly what you're going to get. So, have you really been listening? Have you really been listening? And have you been engaging in conversations or when you go to communicate with a positive mindset? Or has it been negative? It's really powerful questions you should ask yourself. In the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, you have to get to the level of maturity where you're able to work with others. This is when you're interdependent. The problem is that most of you guys, maybe yourself, you're operating in a position where you're independent. Meaning you do everything yourself, but you have a hard time working with others. Why? You don't know how to communicate. But you can change that. And why should you change that? Why should you rise to the level of interdependence? Because that's where greatness really takes place. That's where wonderful things are created. Because we're working with others. When we put our minds together, there's nothing we can't accomplish. This happens with your family. This happens in your relationship. This happens at work. If we can't put our minds together, we're working against each other, basically. So you want to be at this level of interdependence 
where you can work with other people and accomplish great things. Because every one of you, especially you, you have something you really want to do with your life. You have a goal, you have a dream, there's something that you really want to do, and it's going to involve people at some stage. And if you can't work with other people because you can't communicate, well, what's going to happen? You're going to handicap that dream. You're going to get in the way of yourself. You're going to self-sabotage. Excuse me. That's why it's so important. This is why Napoleon Hill, and, and I've been reading this all week, but it goes back to that same point is an educated person is not a person who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is a person who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they can acquire anything that they want or its equivalent without violating the rights of others. You, what does that really mean? That means you can go out there and create and get the things that you want out of life without violating people that you don't need to go and get all this knowledge if you just learn how to communicate with others you'll always get what you want because that is the prerequisite just think about it for a second what i just said in order to go out there and get the things that you want you're going to have to be an effective communicator. You're going to, there is no other way. You're going to have to learn how to effectively communicate one way or another. And no amount of knowledge is going to help you do that. It's the application of what we're talking about today that will help you. So you can take all the communication classes you want, but the, the question is always going to come down to number one, um, are you actually implementing this stuff? And number two, are you communicating with yourself internally in the right way? Because that always will impact your ability to communicate. But what do I mean by that? Well, if you're in there, if you're in your head overthinking everything, you're not going to be great at communicating. If you're in a state of anxiety and you're stressed out, you're not really going to be good at communicating. So you have to learn how to get in control of yourself, which is why this show exists. It's teaching you how to think for yourself. If you start learning how to think, you'll have more self-control, which gives you the confidence uh, and the ability to not only intelligently speak the right words, but also listen. We're talking about the root cause here. The root cause to an effective communicator is what's happening inside. What's happening inside? What are they thinking about? How do they emotionally feel? What, are, what is their body language? All of that matters. So again, you have a goal, a dream, something that you're working towards or that you want to. You're going to have to get in control of yourself so you can move forward. And when you start moving forward, you're going to run into people and your ability to communicate is going to dictate what happens. Some people are, are, some people will come into your life and they're there to actually help you move closer to what you want. 
but individuals who cannot communicate, who are overthinking, will blow them off or not take it seriously or sabotage the relationship, and now they're not getting closer to what they want. That's why it's really about helping others. See, if you help people get what they want, you will always get what you want. Always. So where does this take, where does this take, where does this take us? <laughs> I want to talk about a few principles, some core principles to using the power of your mind to effectively communicate. Principle number one is you always want to focus on helping the other person get what they want. In all aspects of communication, if you started with that principle, your chances of success, I have to say at least 90%. If you truly focus on helping the other person get what they want, your chances of a successful outcome minimum is 90%. Why? Because if that's the mindset that you go into the conversation, not only are you going to want to listen more, but you're going to be emotionally involved in the conversation, which they're going to notice that. And then they're also going to notice that you're helping them genuinely. And that makes them want to help you genuinely. That's why. For every action in the universe, there's an opposite and reaction. By giving yourself to the other person, right, your focus to them, by focusing on helping them get what they want, you must receive the same thing back. You will receive the same energy from others. They will help you get what you want. It has to happen. But if you're going into the conversation where you're not really focused on helping them get what they want, you won't get what you want. Because you're only focused on yourself. You're not giving anything. You're trying to get. And if you're trying to get, you're not going to receive. The only way you can receive is by giving. You give through your help, your resources. And the more you give, the more you're going to receive. You understand that. The question is, are you going to apply that? You want to help the other person get what they want because that will help you get what you want. And now that you're hearing this, you're like, wow, this is absolutely true. And so you're going to start applying this and you're going to see it for yourself how powerful the mind really is. Because this is the mind right here. When you go in there thinking positively, feeling positively, and acting positively towards another individual in a conversation, that is what the outcome will be. So, number one is helping them get what they want. Number two, seek to understand. Seek to understand. How do you do that? You listen. But what are you listening for? You're listening to understand what it is that they want. What is the problem? You see, you're a manager. 
you should definitely be taking notes. Because your employees, they all have different personalities. They all have their own perceptions on how they deal with things. So you cannot speak to them all in the same way. So what do you do? You listen. You ask questions. You, you seek to understand who they are, what makes them tick, what is their actual problem, what is it that they want. You're going to be able to manage people more effectively. So for employee number one, who wants more money, but employee number two wants more recognition, the conversation is different. Well, you're not going to know that unless you listen. Right? You listen. You got to listen. You got to understand who they are, what they want. It's the same thing with your children. You're sitting there trying to tell them what to do all the time, and you never stop to say, hey, what, what do you want? What is it that you want? Well, you know, I really want to... I really want to hang out with David this week. You know, I really want to go over his house and play video games and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Now I see what really motivates you. All right. Well, if that's the case, do you see where this is going? The problem is people are not trained to listen. So that would never, that wouldn't even be a conversation for most people because they're not even, they, they don't even have the patience to listen because they're not used to it. But you need to develop the patience to listen if you plan on getting what you want. So what am I saying? You're using the power of your mind to communicate more effectively by first setting the intention, the mindset going in, that you want to help them get what they want. And then the second principle is you're going to listen to them carefully so you can understand what it is that they want and what the problem may be that's stopping them from getting there. Because, again, they are not going to communicate like you. So you may think you know what their problem is, but if you haven't bothered to actually ask questions and listen, you really don't know. Because again, you're looking at it from your perception, your life experience. We all have a different way that we all see the world. We may share the same principles, the same mindset, but still, on a multitude of topics and ideas, we may see things in a different way. That's why you have to listen, because you're trying to figure out how do they see it? Because if they see it this way, but I see it another way, I need to compensate for that when I communicate. And you're not going to be able to do that if you don't listen. If your intention is not to really understand. So principle number one is what? What do you want to do? You want to help them get what they want. Number And principle number two, you do that by what? Listening to understand. Now, you guys are going to love this. Number three, how do you listen to understand? You ask intelligent questions. Being an effective communicator does not mean you're the one that's really doing the talking. In fact, I would say it's the opposite. I would say effective communicators are people who know how to listen. So 
So if you start asking questions, not only do you listen, but the other person is talking and sometimes they need to talk for five minutes to finally get down to what they really mean and what they're trying to say. Now, that does require patience, of course. And that's why I said principle number one is if you go in there with the mindset, I want to help this person get what they want, you're more likely to have that level of patience. But if you go into the conversation wanting to get, 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 zero patience. You don't want to listen. You just want to get yours. And again, that leads to a negative outcome. And if you do end up getting what you want, you're going to end up doing what? You're going to break that relationship. Because we all know the feeling where it doesn't matter what I say, you don't listen anyway. It doesn't matter what I say because you're going to get upset. Right? We all know that. We all may have been guilty of that as well. Uh, and so what we, would, what we really want to do is develop these principles as a habit. Now, I challenge you. If you're still like, man, Devor, this sounds like it's a lot of work, man. I don't know. I want you to go prove to me that it is that hard. I challenge you right now that today or tomorrow, when you come into contact with somebody or you're going to have an important conversation, do exactly what I'm saying right now. Number one, start the conversation thinking that you want to help them get what they want. Then number two, seek to understand, listen to them. And how do you do that? Ask questions. Ask questions. Now, for the people in the back, what questions should I ask Devori? Who, what, when, where, why, how? I'll give you a great example. You go into work and... The manager is a dick. All of a sudden. And you're going to have the choice to either react or respond. Now, if you react, it's over already. You're going to lose. You already know that. But for some people, you're going to do it anyway. But I'm just telling you right now, you'll lose. That's, that is a losing conversation. So you choose to respond, and you respond by first thinking to yourself before you say anything, okay, how can I help my manager get what he wants or what she wants? How can I help her? I know she's a dick. She was rude to me, but that's not because of me. There's something going on with him or her. What's going on? So you have that going on in your mind, and when the time is right, you spark up the conversation just asking questions. And what you don't want to do is start the conversation off trying to say, hey, you are a dick to me. What's your problem? No, just go in there just asking, hey, what's on your mind? I think that's the number one question people could start a conversation with that is really effective. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I just had that meeting with our boss and he just chewed my ass. Oh, no wonder you were a dick to me. <laughs> now you understand. Now you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that he wasn't really doing it intentionally. Okay, I see. 
You see how the conversation will end up being a positive outcome? Because you took the time to just ask a question. Now, sometimes you're not going to get that within asking one question. It may take multiple questions. What's on your mind? Oh, you know, I had some tough meetings. Well, that's not enough. What do you mean by that? Well, I had a meeting with the boss and um, it was pretty tough. Well, what, what exactly was tough about it? Well, yeah, he was just telling me that we're not doing this or not doing that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, okay. And do you see how now you, you got to the root? You got to follow, you got to follow up with more questions if you feel they're not giving you the answer. Listen, if you do this correctly, nobody will feel like you're interrogating them. People feel like you're interrogating them when your energy is wrong and you're trying to get. But if you genuinely are trying to help someone, they will feel like you're trying to help them and they will open up and they will give you the answers. But you have to be patient enough to listen for those answers. You have to be listening. You can't be thinking, oh, well, you know, you said this, you said that, this happened yesterday. No, no, you got to be in the moment present and, and thinking like, okay, we really want to help. So, okay, what's really going on? Let me understand. Let me understand. You already know what it feels like to be in a conversation with someone who's done that to you. You know the benefit in this. You know the power in this. You know how big of an impact that made on you. When someone really was communicating with you and they actually asked you a question and got you to say what you really wanted to say and they listened, you know how that feels. The question is, are you doing that for others? You want to do that for others? Why should you do that for others? Is because it's going to help you get what you want. So number one, how can I help this person get what they want? Number two, I want to understand. In order to understand, I got to listen. So I'm seeking to understand what's going on here. Understand what? Understand what they want. Understand what the problem is. Understand what the root cause, what's going on really. Number three, you do that by asking intelligent questions. I would say one of the most intelligent questions to start a conversation off with is what's on your mind? But what's on your mind? Imagine your child comes home. Uh, a couple more seconds here. We had an ambulance pass by. So imagine your child comes home and, you know, they got a D. A D in their class and they're shook. And historically, you would blow up on them because you know they could be doing better. So you're upset. And before you get into the conversation, it might be the most intelligent question to ask, hey, what's on your mind right now? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, you're just going to yell at me and get all upset and, and you're just going to punish me. And, and so, you know, I just don't know what to do. You see, now, now you understand what's going on through your child's mind. So now you can guide the conversation properly. But when you start the conversation off with yelling and screaming and telling someone what to do, the mind will automatically reject it. It won't work. 
You know why? Because it's just going to accept what you say is true. Meaning, if you keep telling your child what they're doing wrong, they'll keep doing it. That's why. It's an affirmation that they end up creating in their mind because you suggested this idea that they always mess up. So what do they say in their mind? I always mess up. So then what is their subconscious mind here? We always mess up. And then what is the behavior? They mess up. See, communication always starts with you. It starts with what's going on on the inside, in your mind. It's not anybody's fault, but if you're listening today and you continue to do the same thing, then it definitely is your fault. Because now you have the right information. And if you don't believe in this information, I challenge you to use it and prove to me that it doesn't work. If you go into these conversations with your children, your partner, your colleagues, your employees, your managers, whoever, your parents, how can I help them get what they want? The energy of the conversation is going to be different. And if you're seeking to understand, not only will you stop projecting your own beliefs upon what they're saying, but you'll step into their shoes so you can understand what they're saying. And you're going to be able to do that because you know how to ask intelligent questions. And I've given you one of the most intelligent questions you, should, you can ask when, um, when you're going to engage in an important conversation is what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? Because it's what they're thinking about that's driving the behavior. So what ideas are floating around in their mind? What ideas are floating around in their mind? Because that's what's controlling how they feel. That's what controls how they behave. Again, we're not taught how to listen in school. So it's not natural for people to truly listen. You listen with your emotions. You listen with your heart. And I find the easiest way to get yourself to that level is set the intention on helping the other person get what they want. So when you engage in these conversations with your children, do you really go into the conversation saying, how can I help my son get what they want? How can I help my daughter get what they want? We have to stop looking at them like they're impaired or something. They are human beings too. They have a mind just like you. They have dreams. They have goals. They have desires. And their mind works the same way that yours does. So if we go into that conversation, not only does your child open up to you, but what happens over time? They develop the trust. There's an open, open channel that they can communicate to you without feeling judged. Guys, this right here should be a paid masterclass. I'm giving you gold right now. Not that I don't want anything in return. I'm just telling you that I hope you're really taking notes here because I've seen this change the lives of people that I personally know. I walked them through this. This not only applies with your children, this applies with your relationships. If we can't communicate, if we can't trust each other to tell the truth, if we feel like we're judging one another, you already know what's going to happen to the relationship. It, it has a weak foundation. 
the power. It's not a weakness. It's a power. It's more powerful to go into the conversation really seeking to help someone get what they want. It's weak to go in there and try to violate them. This is why I said, I was reading the quote, right? Napoleon Hill. An educated person is not a person who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is a person who's so developed the faculties of their mind that they can acquire anything that they want or its equivalent without violating the rights of others. If you want to acquire what you want, you have to help others acquire what they want. And you don't need a thousand books to make that happen. You don't need multiple degrees to make that happen. You do that by first understanding yourself. Understanding your mind. And just follow these principles that I talked about today. First, helping the other person get what they want. And then secondly, seek to understand. Do you truly understand what the actual problem is? Do you understand how they see the world? Now, this is very important for people who do have multiple children or people who have multiple employees or multiple co-workers because everybody sees the world differently. So thinking that you can say the same thing to your daughter and then turn around and say the same thing to your son, that's not smart. They both see the world differently. You got to understand how they think. How do they see it? So for one... Your daughter may be empowered when you say, hey, this is what we got to do. Bottom line, let's get this done today. But then your son's like, oh, I feel bad because I feel like I'm messing up. We really have to start understanding that people interpret words differently. This is why the third principle I give you by asking questions, you don't, you don't mess up in that area because you're asking questions. You're getting them to say what they think. So now that helps you guide them in the right direction. And again, same thing with your coworkers or employees, your manager, or if you're the manager, or even in business relationships. Even with your clients, you need to understand what it is that they want. You have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to listen. And if you're sitting there right now thinking, well, I'm not good at listening. You got to delete that out of your mind. You are good at listening. You're getting better at listening. You know why you're getting better at listening? Because you're listening to me right now and you're accepting what I'm saying. And you're going to go out there today and you're going to apply it. And you're going to get 1% better at this every day. That's how you know that you're, you're getting good at listening. No one's talking about perfection here, but by the way, folks, we're just talking about getting better. Better is the word. We want to be better and we can be better. Because you are better. It already exists inside you. It's already inside you. It's with the education and the awareness and the repetition of what we discussed today that that perfection is going to start reaching the surface and you're just going to be better. Which means you're going to get better results, better outcomes. So... That's how you use the power of your mind to effectively communicate. So what are we going to do now? We're going to answer your questions. What questions do you guys have about communicating? What questions do you have? By the way, we do have the link here on YouTube. If you want to call into the show, you can. 
you'll have to go over to the YouTube channel in the chat box and hit the link. All right. Let's bring you guys up here on screen for people on TikTok because people on YouTube are taking notes. That's why they don't have any questions. <laughs> All right. Let's see. All right, there we go. Now we're on. Yeah, so we have we have people from South Africa. We got South Africa here. We've got Florida. That's a great question. How are you guys doing in Florida? Is everything improving? Are you guys getting back to normal life after the hurricane? Uh, South Africa is here. All right. Oh, I think we have San Antonio. I think that's what that is. S-A. Is that San Antonio? I think that is. <laughs> All right, let's start with you guys' questions. How do I change a fear mindset? You change it by educating yourself, getting the right information and understanding it, which will lead to faith. How do you simply do that? Well, there's a multitude of ways to do it. What are you really scared of first? Uh, what is it that you're afraid of? The second thing is you got you got to get understanding in the way that your mind works. You got to understand why the fear is happening in the first place. You see, it's not really the fear that's stopping you. It's you don't understand it. That's why you don't know what to do. So the logical thing is to stop, give up and go back to doing what you're doing previously. But when you have the right amount of understanding, you'll know what you should do instead and you'll do it. I always use this great example of people who have multiple kids. Child number one. Parents are scared shitless, right? They're, they're, they're in fear mode constantly. Then they have child number two, and that, that fear they used to have, now it's faith. Now it's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. And the third child, oh, phew. there's no worries then because they've gone through it twice already. They understand. They understand. It's understanding that you're seeking. Uh, let's see here. I just answered that. And Jordan James, if you really need help, then, um, you can schedule a call and maybe I can help you. Maybe I can't, but that would be your next steps. If you're really trying to do something here. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. So Jordan James, you make it hard because you say it's hard. It's hard, but I'm doing what I can. You got to stop telling yourself that. You got to start telling yourself it's getting easier. This is why I say when you understand the way your mind works, you'll start choosing your words more and carefully. 
you'll be more intelligent with the words that you use to describe what's happening. Because you understand that your subconscious mind is listening 24-7. So if you keep saying words like, I can't, I struggle, it's hard, it's challenging for me, then that's exactly what your mind hears, and that's exactly what you set yourself up to experience. See. Thanks for the advice yesterday. Absolutely. You should write a book. Yeah, I got a lot of book ideas in my mind. That's for sure. I have one that I already wrote. And um, it will be published. And what we talked about today, that's a book in and of itself. Let's see here. Yeah. Helping others, you're automatically helping yourself. Impression of increase. Exactly. Uh, what book is that? Uh, I was quoting from Think and Go Rich. I think that maybe that's why you're asking. You and my eldest daughter are teaching me. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, let's see. Oh, Canada. All right. How do you seek to understand when your customer tells you your services are expensive? Well, they are expensive. Are they lying? If you go to buy a Tesla today... Wouldn't you say it's expensive relative to buying, you know, uh, a Honda Civic? It's like two two times the uh, price, maybe three times the price. Um, what I'm saying is that that doesn't mean they won't buy it just because it's expensive. So you have to understand that. Do you feel it's expensive? If you feel it's expensive, they'll feel it's expensive. That's why I said you got to work on the communication with yourself. How you feel about your price. If you feel it's too expensive, that's what they'll feel. Oh, is this is too expensive. You should re remind me what it is that you're exactly selling too. Remind me of what that is. But there's more to this. Like really understanding sales. Understanding that people will not really care how expensive it is as long as it solves their problem. And if they feel like this will solve their problem, they'll figure it out. They'll find the money. They'll do whatever they got to do. That's all of us. We always, that's why I said people buy with their emotions. So that, that, that really, yeah, I think I said enough. Ireland. Okay. North Carolina. Love it. Nine kids in my family growing up. Thanks for the advice yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome.
How do I change myself or my my self-image? I'm constantly thinking I'm not good enough. Well, here's the question for you. Did you end up taking advantage of the offer that I made on Tuesday where I offered to give 30 days of free mentorship for the people who purchased the blueprint course? Did you do that? That's what I want to know. Um, okay. Advertising and marketing services. That's listen, you know, what's more expensive than advertising and marketing services, a business that does not advertise and does not market. That's more expensive. The lack of marketing and advertising costs businesses more money than if they were to just market and advertise. You, you gotta, you gotta believe that what, like with everything you've got, every cell of your body should be possessed by that belief. That it's more expensive for them not to go with you than it is to go with you. Now, you got to believe it so you can help them believe it for themselves. This is why I say you got to understand sales. If you're asking the right questions, they'll see that it's more expensive for them not to go with you. It'll, it'll, it'll cost them more money. Because it's true. This is why I was telling about the levels of maturity in this book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Companies who limit themselves are operating on an independence level. They're trying to do it all themselves. They're not working at the level of interdependence. They're not working with experts. They're not collabing with other people. And one of the common objections and limiting beliefs around that is usually business owners believe that it's more expensive to hire somebody. It's more expensive to hire a company to come in. It's more expensive to hire a coach or an advertising or marketing expert, but they're ignorant. They're costing their company more money by not making that move. How do I overcome self-doubt? It always creeps on me when I'm on a good roll. You just overcome it. You keep moving forward. You keep feeding your mind what you want. Don't even give any attention to whatever it is that you doubt. You're going to have negative thoughts. It's how you respond to them that matter. It's how you respond that really matters. So if you're responding with like, all right, that's not true. This is what's true. Excuse me. I can go out there and do what it is that I want. I can go out there and make things happen. Things are happening for me. Things are working out for me. I will figure it out. Uh, let's see here. What if you created a problem and the person you're talking with is reactive? How do you go about it? Especially if they're extremely hurt by what you've done. Excuse me. Um, well, it'd be nice to know what you did, but let's say, um, well, one thing for sure, forgiveness is in order. Um, yeah, 
one way or another, you need to forgive yourself for what you did. And they need to forgive you. If that can't happen, um, you're working on a weak foundation. So one thing that you can do is start to focus on what it is that you want to happen. And stop focusing so much on what has happened. Well, um, when you say that you brought it up, what do you mean by that? You brought it up to them or did you bring it up to other people? That, that I think that's one more piece of information I'm going to need to give you an intelligent answer here. Did you bring that up to... I brought it up to them. Okay. Well, uh, in a hurtful way. Okay. Well, I guess let me ask you a question. How do you know it was in a hurtful way? What, like, what was your intentions behind it? Were you bringing it up because you were trying to get them to see how they needed to move on and let it go? Or what do you mean by that exactly? Because my way of what, again, we just learned about this. The way I see what's hurtful may be different than the way she sees what's hurtful and the way that other person sees what's hurtful. So let's get clear on exactly what she means when she says in a hurtful way. What do you mean by that? Okay, so you weren't doing it for good intentions then. Well, yeah, forgiveness. Now, my question to you, why were you being mean? Where, where, where was that coming from? There must have been something that you were thinking about or that you believe in that caused you to feel to act mean towards that other individual. And you may not have the answer to that right now, but that's what you probably want to really spend some time thinking about. Why did you do that? Where is that coming from? What belief are you buying into that caused you to react that way? Yeah, I don't want to tell her what it is. I want her to say it for herself. What you guys are experiencing right now is what I just taught you. Yeah. So what we talked about today will definitely help you. See, the real reason is not that you are mean, is that you lost control, and reacted emotionally. Now, I'm of the belief if you guys can sit down heart to heart and you can explain exactly 
why that was and what you learned from it, I bet you guys will find a solution. But you definitely have to forgive yourself. And you may have to forgive him, if uh, the other person, if they've done anything negatively since then. And you got to go into that conversation with the intention of really helping that other person get what they want. What do they want? They want to feel like they can trust you. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's not really... It's not your responsibility at the end of the day. It's his, it's, uh, it's his responsibility to let that anger go. There's nothing you can do about that, really. You just got to make sure that you don't have any anger. You don't have any guilt. You got to forgive yourself. You got to let it go. And you got to be patient and also focus on what it is that you want. And sometimes one of the ways to... Um, do that is by allowing it to happen instead of forcing it to happen. So if a person's upset and they're angry, you got to let them be upset and angry. You cannot force them to just, all right, I'm happy now. You got to let them run it. You got to let the emotions r r run its course. And that's why the next time you guys talk, it should be based on these principles that I talked about today. It should be a lot of you listening, you asking questions, and you really making him feel like you genuinely want to help him get what he wants. And if you do that, this is a man. I say that because men are very simple. We get our feelings hurt, we get angry, but if someone really truly listens to us, we'll get over it, we'll move on. Men really don't hold grudges. They, they move on usually, generally speaking. So he may be upset now, but, you know, and now that's my opinion because, you know, that's me. But I find that most men are like that. Exactly. Should have just let it sit. Exactly. Because he's not going to be able to communicate all upset. He ain't going to listen. So you got to at least give it a little time, you know, and you know what? This also sounds like he has, he has a lot of work to do because if he got triggered by that, that means he hasn't let it go. He hasn't gotten over it. See today, someone could come up to me and, and say mistakes I've made in the past. And it really doesn't matter to me anymore. I've, I've already forgiven myself. I let that stuff go. Um, So he needs to he needs to do that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. If it's been over a month and he's still angry, that is more about him than it is about you. That's for sure. Yep. All right, let's see here. Good, good question. Yeah. I would just, yeah, just focus on what it is that you want and don't force it. Just allow it to happen. It may take time, but that's fine. Uh, it's my name, Devori Darkens Live.
It's on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and on YouTube as well. When I'm meeting with clients, doubt of my ability to communicate creeps up. How can I stop it? You stop it with these principles I gave you today. You see, one of the secrets to public speaking is stop focusing so much on yourself. When you're engaged in these conversations with your clients, how much are you thinking about you? I guarantee you're thinking more about yourself than you are actually thinking about helping them. I guarantee it. It's just energy. When we focus on other people and really genuinely feel like we want to help them get what they want, we're in a positive vibration. We feel good when we think that way. But when we're focused on ourselves, what am I wearing? Do I sound like I'm communicating properly? You know, am I going to be able to sell them? Can I, you're, you're, th you're on the wrong track. How did your numerous skills and talents help you to find your purpose? Well, I guess that's a good question. Um, I really believe that uh, I already knew what my purpose was. But I didn't believe in it because I was just trying to survive back then. I had no mother, I had no father, I had no siblings, I had no one to help me. I had to live on my own. So I joined the military. So, um, yeah, I already had it in my mind that I should be a speaker and a coach. But um, I was just thinking about surviving, getting out of there, making a life for myself. So I go off to the military, spend a good 13 years in it. And throughout those 13 years, the common denominator of feedback that I always got was, yeah, you're really good at helping people. You're good at listening. You're good at motivating people. You're good at teaching. People always told me that. So I knew coming out of the military, yeah, I should probably be doing that. But again, I was stubborn and uh, did not do that. I started a juice bar which was good a lot of great experiences i met my wife so you know no complaints there it was a great learning experience which finally was a tipping point for me to finally take my purpose seriously so from that point on i went to a mentor who had the results that i wanted this is bob proctor And there's a lot of things I've learned by studying his material that's changed my life. And one of those things that I learned was about purpose. That it's actually the most important thing a person should be um, wanting. Uh, it's num priority number one. You have to find some meaning. You got to have some purpose. 
You got to know why you're getting up in the morning and you're going after your dreams. You got to have you got to have something that's emotionally driving you. Or you're going to give up and quit. When you're truly living in alignment with your purpose and you're all in, a burning desire and obsession will just naturally happen. I have found that to happen to me. Now, it didn't happen overnight, of course, but um, it did happen. And that's why I tell you guys, it's really three things that we're always talking about. First, we're talking about you got to live with you got to live in alignment with your purpose. You got to know what that is. So you're clear on where you're going. Number two, you got to change what's happening in your mind. You got to understand your mind. You got to understand that you have uh, conditioning in your subconscious mind, your limiting beliefs, these habits, these ideas that you didn't put there. And they're going to stop you from living your purpose. They're going to stop you from going after what you want. And you have to understand that. And then you also have to understand that there's actions that you should be taking that produce progress. Some will call it income producing activities. Some will call it goal achieving activities. You got to be taking the right actions. And you also should be working with the right people. People who have the results that you want. So, yeah, I've, I already knew what it was. And so kicking it back over to you, people's problem is generally they already know what they want. They have an idea already. They generally already know what their purpose is. But the problem is they haven't accepted it. Because, again, it's foreign language. A lot of the stuff we talk about on this show is foreign language to most people. Because this is not what we've been told from a young age. We're not taught how to think. We're just told what to think. There's a huge difference in that. So we teach you how to think on this show. Um, and a lot of this, I can always say that... I got most of it from Bob Proctor by studying his material. I really learned a lot and still learning. I still don't know most of the stuff that I've learned. <laughs> I barely understand. And I've had so much positive change in my life by barely even understanding. So just imagine when I keep increasing my understanding. It's the same thing for you. Some of you guys may not even understand half of what I said today. That's okay. Your objective is to keep coming back and listening so you can continue to raise your level of understanding. Because when you do, the way you think, what you do, and how you feel is going to change. And that's going to dictate what happens. Uh, let's see here. What if they want to use your energy? What do you mean by that? If it's what I think it is, um, it's not about them. It's about you. Will you allow people to use your energy? You know, let me actually go full screen because I actually forgot to mention this. I don't know how I forgot to mention it, but let me let me mention this. Here's another learning lesson. This is mistake number three. I, I only gave you guys two mistakes. Mistake number one was what? Um, not listening. Right? Not listening. Uh, mistake number two was uh, not looking to understand. Mistake number three is not knowing when to walk away or not have the conversation at all. So I was just telling uh, an individual in the comment section here. Excuse me. Allie or Alyssa, I think. 
JP32 about you got to allow it to happen. Sometimes that um, you got to know when to walk away. You also got to know when not to have the conversation. So obviously, if you go into work and your boss is extremely upset, don't talk to him at that time. You know, if he just got off the phone with his boss, that ain't the right time to talk to him. Right? Cooler heads will prevail is what they say. Also, if you are engaged in a conversation where somebody just seems to not want to calm down and really find a solution, you got to walk away. Because that that is an individual who's they, they've dug in. They're not they're not looking for a solution at that point. They want to fight, whether it's verbally or physically. You you don't you don't want to deal with people like that. Uh, there's a show that I spoke about that with. That was about two weeks ago. About this woman that we met at a vendor show that she was just super negative. She wanted to be upset. She wanted to be disrespectful. She wanted to complain. But me and my wife, we weren't going to give her that satisfaction. So you're going to have sometimes people who just want to fight. You got to walk away. That is more power than trying to argue with someone who wants to argue. It's kind of like this. If you're starting to argue with someone who's ignorant, you are ignorant. You're ignorant because you don't understand that you'll never have a successful conversation arguing with someone who's an ignorant, who's ignorant. That doesn't work. So you have to understand that you don't have to have this need to want to argue with people and, um, you know, and control everything. You got to allow things to play out sometimes. Things are always working out for us. That's what we have to understand. We have to understand that the only thing that we can control is ourselves. We can't control people on the outside. We can't control what they do, but we can control ourselves. And if we control ourselves, then we'll have an impact on other people. But we truly can't impact another person and influence them and get them to really do what we want. And we don't first do that for ourselves. We got to be in control of ourselves first. All right. Hopefully that's what you meant. Yes, I am. Thank you for the compliments. If you have accepted it, but have stuff like finance holding you back, is it all right? If you've accepted what exactly? What do you mean? Buy Bach, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean by that? If you have accepted if you have accepted it, but have stuff like finance holding you back, is it all right? I don't know what you mean by that. If you accepted your purpose, thank you. But your finances are not where you want them to be, is that okay? Well, number one, money is never holding you back. That's a state of mind. Money does not hold you back from doing anything. Money is not a reason why you can't take action. There's always a way. 
but the way will never be shown if a person does not take action. That's why you have to go out there and make your own circumstances. You got to go out there and put yourself in position to receive what you want. You do that by taking action. And if you don't have the money, you can earn the money. You can attract the money. You can use somebody else's money. There's always a way. The money's already here. See, we're ignorant. We don't understand money. Money is energy. It goes where it's welcome. So if you have bad energy around money, you need to address that. Um, you also have to understand that there's really three ways to earn money in this world, right? Trade your time for it. Invest into it. Or create multiple sources of income. Right? There's also a law that you must understand as well. The amount of money that you're going to earn in this world is based on the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty there is in replacing you. Now, the need for what you do in 2022, I mean, there's no shortage of that. Whether you are a painter, you do, you're a barber, you're a marketer, you do advertising, you're a life coach, business coach, you do HVAC, you're a plumber, you're a doctor, a lawyer, there's a need for what you do. There's no question about that. You should never doubt that what you do is not valuable. It is. Because every single day, especially if you're listening and you're from America, that should never enter your mind. Because I think we've proven already that convenience is everything. I don't want to spend time trying to figure it out. Can I pay you to do it, please? That's everybody's mindset. Number two is your ability to do it. This is exactly what the show is about. Your ability to get great at what you do has everything to do with your mindset. This is why I was saying the number one priority that you should always have in your life is studying your craft and studying yourself. If you don't study your craft, you're not going to get any better. You're going to stay where you are. You'll be average. The people who are the best at what they do, they are students. They're obsessed with getting better. They're obsessed with education. They want to know more. They want to understand more. Yeah. You got to understand. You recommend any good books for taking action? Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You want to know what you should read in, in Think and Grow Rich? In regards to taking action, I'll tell you. Chapter number eight called Decision. You should read page one and two of that chapter because your ability to take action is going to be influenced by your ability to make decisions, decisions that are quick. You can't make quick decisions. You won't take action. You'll procrastinate. Procrastination is the opposite of decision. So if you want to take more action, you got to make decisions quicker. All right. Now, before you can go and do that, I would say you really need to get clear on where you're going. Like, what actions should you be taking? You can't answer that if you don't know where you're going. 
And by the way, what is a decision based on? Decision is based on what you want. A decision is based on what you want. If you're faced with a decision and you're trying to figure out, is it the right decision? The only question you should be asking yourself is, will this help me get to where I want to go? If the answer is yes, decision should be made. There's nothing else to think about. You see, the problem is, is people say things like, I'll make this decision as soon as this happens. That's procrastination at its best. That's what that is. That is a good excuse. And as Bob Proctor would say, that's the worst excuse you can have for yourself is a good excuse. So how do you know you're making the right decisions in your life? Do you know what you want? And if you don't know what you want, well, you should start with your purpose. Find meaning. Figure out what you want to dedicate your life to. And what you want will start becoming clearer. And then you'll be able to set goals. And this is why I have the Purpose Blueprint course. What I love doing is before I work with anybody long term, I want them to get the course so they can get clarity on what it is that they want. That way I can show them how to get it. So if you're confused on what you want, where you're going, um, the best resource available to you right now as you're watching this is to get the Blueprint course, the Purpose Blueprint course. And depending on what platform you're on, that would be the link in my bio or on YouTube in my description. Let's see here. In your military experience, were you ever scared of dying? Uh, I was not scared of dying because in the military. I was just scared of dying because I used to think I was just flesh and bones. I used to be very scared of death in general. I'm not scared of it anymore. But, um, so I'd say no. Can you give some examples of this chapter eight, please? All right, sure. Chapter eight is on decision. The master of procrastination. I'll give you three major points here. Point number one, accurate analysis of over 25,000 men and women who had experienced failure disclosed the fact that lack of decision was near the head of the list of the 30 major causes of failure. This is no mere statement of a theory. It is a fact. Procrastination, the opposite of decision, is a common enemy which practically every person must conquer. What's point number one? Point number one is people fail in life because they don't make decisions. They procrastinate. Point number two, analysis of, analysis of several hundred people who had accumulated fortunes well beyond the million dollar mark disclosed the fact that every one of them had the habit of reaching decisions promptly, meaning quickly, and of changing these decisions slowly if and when they were changed. People who fail to accumulate money without exception have the habit of reaching decisions, if at all, very slowly and of changing these decisions quickly and often. Point number two, successful people make quick decisions. People who are not successful. They don't make decisions, if at all. So if you want to be successful, you got to make quick decisions. Point number three, 
The majority of people who fail to accumulate money sufficient for their needs are generally influenced by the opinions of others. They permit the newspapers and the gossiping neighbors to do their thinking for them. Opinions are the cheapest commodities on earth. If you are influenced by opinions when you reach your decisions, you will not succeed in any undertaking, let alone transmitting your own desire into money. Bottom line, if you're influenced by the opinions of others, you will have no desire of your own. Point number three, when you go to make a decision, you don't need another person's opinion. It goes back to what I said. What is the only question that matters is, will this help me get to where I want to go? If it does, make the decision, execute, move forward. If it doesn't, don't do it. It's that simple. This goes back to yesterday with distractions. People get distracted because they're not all in on what they want. If you're all in on what you want, when people present opportunities to you that have nothing to do with what you're doing, you'll automatically reject them. And you should, because you got to put your mind. Listen, you have to harness the power of your mind. You do that by focusing on one objective at a time. One objective. I witnessed this in the military. There is no multitasking in the military. We accomplish one goal at a time. That's the way it works. But for some reason, people in this world believe, I can do everything at one time. And the reality is, your intellect won't allow you to do that. Now, everything you want is already out there. It does exist, but you got to take it one thing at a time. And sometimes you'll be focusing on one thing and through a series of events, you'll automatically get these other things that you wanted at the same time, but you were really focused on one thing. That takes a person's ability to focus, make quick decisions, stop listening to the opinions of others. I intentionally, when I do these shows, I intentionally make sure that I don't give my opinion. I just share what Napoleon Hill's talking about here, what Bob Proctor's talking about, what uh, Wallace D. Waddles is talking about in The Science of Getting Rich, what Neville Goddard is talking about in The Power of Awareness. I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm just trying to teach you how to think. You already know what you should do. You know already. You already know what to do, but you haven't developed the habit to trust yourself enough. And you're going to, because you're listening. All right. Let's see here. That just helped me decide on if I want to take this job and if I'm going to try and get to where I'm I'm going, I should love the bookmark. Oh yeah. So would you say that I haven't been making decisions when I'm not finishing things through? Oh, yeah, absolutely. A true decision is a committed decision. This is what he said. All right, let's go back and read it. Let's go back and read it. He said that, Several hundred people who had accumulated fortunes well beyond the million-dollar mark. Now, remember, this is in the 1930s. Million dollars in today's money would be $17 million, according to my wife that told me this yesterday. 
So this would be called a DECA millionaire in today's world. So people who are DECA millionaires disclose the fact that every one of them had the habit of reaching decisions quickly and of changing these decisions slowly, meaning they don't really often change their decisions if and when they were changed. You, the bottom line is you have to make a committed decision. It's got to be irrevocable. Irrevocable is final. You got to burn the ships, right? Got to blow up the bridge. There is no turning back. Um, that's the type of decisions you have to start practicing. And why are you going to practice that? Because you want to get good at that. Because you know you'll get what you want if you make committed decisions. Yeah. That's why the quote, good things happen to those who wait. You know, when you really see things through, you'll get the outcomes you're looking for. But if you're ready to give up midway through, you won't get it. You know, what's funny. This conversation, it's not an opinion. There's facts based on this. Read all autobiographies of people who've accomplished wonderful things in our existence. Inventors, celebrities, um, public figures, call it whatever you want. If you were to go read their stories, you know what they all have in common? They were persistent. They didn't quit. They didn't give up. They made a committed decision. They saw it through. Even when they saw it through and it didn't work out, they did it again. They didn't took they didn't take no for an answer. They kept focusing what it they kept focusing on what they wanted. They didn't allow the opinions of others to kill their dreams. Every one of them. Basically, or simply put, we become what we think about. So if you, that's why I said, if you keep saying, oh man, this is hard. I'm struggling with this. I can't do this. I don't have any time. I hate this. I don't like this. Why does this keep happening? That's what you're going to set yourself up to experience. You never answered my question, by the way, the billion-dollar goddess. I don't think you answered my question. Because by now, you've been watching and you're communicating issues that you're having. And I asked you, what are you doing about it exactly? So I asked you, did you get the course the other day? All right. All right. I think we're at the end here. We're at the end. Our, our, there is no limit to our ability to communicate with others. There, 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 there is no limit. Okay. So you can continue to get, even if you're great right now at communication, you could get better. You could get better. I guarantee if you use these three principles today, you're going to turn some heads. Your children, your partners, your friends, they're going to look at you and say, hmm, wow, this is a great conversation. You're going to shock yourself. You'll see. 
So how do we use the power of our mind to master communication? Well, let's understand the mistakes we want to avoid. We want to avoid the mistake of not listening. We want to avoid the mistake of trying to be selfish and just give what we want. We also want to avoid the mistake of engaging in unproductive conversations. If someone's upset and they want to be upset and they want to fight verbally, there is no conversation to be had at that point. Now, what do we do? Principle number one is before you start the conversation, you should be thinking about helping them get what they want. This is from your kids, your partner, your coworkers, your employees, your managers. doesn't matter who it is. It could even be a stranger. If that is your mindset, it sets you up to do principle number two. Understand what's going on. Understand how they think. Understand what is the actual situation, what the problem is. If you don't have that information, you're not, you're not really going to be able to communicate with them. You have to understand the way that they see the world. And how do you do that? Principle number three is you got to ask intelligent questions. Now, I was uh, kind enough to give you one of those questions you can ask, which is, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? You start a question off like that, you're going to get some information fairly quickly. And you can dive deeper by asking follow-up questions. Well, what do you mean when you say that? Tell me what that really means to you. How is that an actual problem? What's really going on? When did that happen? Who was involved? Who, what, when, where, why, how? These are all very important questions. Concept here is if you truly want to help another person get what they want, you don't even need to talk. You could just ask questions and you'll guide them to the solution by asking questions. That's exactly what will happen. And by doing that, you will get what you want because they will feel like you genuinely care. And when we do feel that way, what does that make us do? Makes us motivate it to help the other person. We talked about you want to avoid trying to tell people what to do. This includes your children, believe it or not. And you want to teach them how to think by asking them questions. Get them to say what they need to do. And they'll do it. This is the power of the mind. When we get another person to create the idea in their mind, their mind will accept it. Versus us trying to force them to think about it. That ain't going to happen. I also gave you guys a real world real world example in the comment section. We had someone that was asking questions and if you paid attention, I did exactly what you or what I was just teaching you. Uh, and so now we're at the end here. This podcast is today. This episode is called how to use the power of your mind to master communication. It's on YouTube and it's on Google, Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. How do I get the blueprint course? There you are. Yeah, it's in the bio. Link in bio. Go to my main profile. What if they don't like you understanding? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. 
Let me, I'm going to end off like this way. I've had plenty of conversations with people who got upset or who did not really respond to the questions I was asking them. But in time, they came back and thanked me later because the objective of doing that is you want to cause the other person to actually think about what it is that they want. That's when a person's actually thinking. They're not thinking when they're just caught up in the problem and they're in complaint mode. So even if they may not respond in a way that you think they should, doesn't matter. What matters is, did you go into the conversation with clean hands and are you leaving them better off than you found them? You do that by not reacting to their negativity. That's all you can do. You can't control another person, but you can control yourself. All right, everyone. That's the end of the show. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend because it is Friday for me. Uh, go out there and communicate. All right, everyone. Take care. <laughs>